Let us open our Bibles to Titus, the third chapter, where we read last evening, Titus chapter 3. I'm very thankful for the pastoral epistles. They give a short, concise, and precise job description for the ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus is one of those three pastoral epistles or books of the New Testament given to ministers. In this third chapter, the first two verses describe some of the duties that are to be taught. I want to read verses 3 down through verse 8. Then there are other duties after that. Titus 3.3 For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, And these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. I love it when the the job description or the employment handbook tells us what is good, what is profitable, what to say, what to emphasize, what to repeat, and what are faithful sayings or not. And here we have it in Titus 3. You know, if you find yourself in verse 3, you're in the wrong verse. We were all in verse 3 before we were regenerated. But we should never be in verse 3 again. Because verse 3 says, For we ourselves also were sometimes. It's not, For we ourselves also are sometimes. Let's not find ourselves in verse 3 at all, ever. And those things described there are foolishness, disobedience, deception, divers' lusts and pleasures, malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Let's choose the opposite of those things. But that's where we all started. Then we have verses 4 through 7 that tell us but. And I love the buts of the Bible. The inspired disjunctives, and there's so many of them. Because after describing what we have done to ourselves and what we have done with our lives, there's a but. If we were left at verse 3, we belong in hell. But we're not left at verse 3. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, the love and kindness of Almighty God to rescue some of us. He didn't rescue any of the fallen angels, and He was still good and kind. But He's been so good and kind to us, and He did it through Jesus Christ our Savior. His love is all found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave His only begotten Son for us. And it's not by our works of righteousness, because verse 5 rules them out. 
It's by the regenerating power and renewing of the Holy Spirit, where, which blows and works as the wind blows according to his own will and not ours. Right. And then verse 6, he shed this on us abundantly, this love and this kindness and eternal life and regenerating power of the Holy Spirit was shed on us abundantly. A whole lot of it. An overwhelming, overflowing, marvelous amount of grace. That we being justified by that grace would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The hope is an expectant, certain waiting for what God's going to bring us. It's not a hope of maybe it will happen. It's a hope of a certainty. And we're thankful for that through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is a longer version of, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Same writer, same author, just an expanded version in Titus 3. But verse 8 then is attached. And I want us to appreciate the location of verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which had believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. If we claim to be believers, we should be careful. That means we should be anxious, worried, stressed, focused on maintaining good works. Not having them on Sundays, not having them when we get conviction, but having them always and maintaining them. And let that be the balance that this church always has. We exalt the grace of God that was shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, but it should result in changed lives. Lives where we are careful. We are worried about it. We put forth great effort toward it to maintain good works. Not spurts, but to maintain them, to have a life of them. These things are good and profitable unto men. That's the word of the Lord to us. We don't need a manual on how to grow a church. We just need a manual on how to please the Lord. If the church grows, we'll thank Him. If it doesn't grow, we'll thank Him. Because we want to do it His way. And we want to live our lives His way. May the Lord bless the reading of His word. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we freely, humbly, ashamedly confess that we ourselves sometimes in the past and all too close to the present have been foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and with sincere hearts, we pray that you would root all such sin and wickedness out of us, and that you would help us by the grace of your Spirit this day to live carefully and to maintain good works, because this is good and profitable in thy sight. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you have not left us in that third verse where we find ourselves and have found ourselves so often. But we thank thee for thy abundant kindness and goodness and grace toward us through Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank you for sending your Son to lay down his life for us that we might receive the adoption of sons. 
We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for sending Your Son that we might be justified freely by Your grace. We thank Thee for the power of Thy Holy Spirit that it regenerates and renews us so that we have a new man within and we are able to obey Your commandments. Heavenly Father, we pray that this day the grace that You have worked in us we will work out with fear and trembling. Our Father in Heaven, we thank Thee that You have saved us from the death we deserve. The wages of sin is death. And we have earned those wages. And Thou art a faithful and just God. And You justly pay it. There is an appointment for us that after death comes the judgment. But we thank Thee for the inspired disjunctives that show us of what You have done for us. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to Thee, O Father for your unspeakable gift in sending your Son to die for us that we might live forever. We thank thee for the gospel of grace, and we pray that that gospel will so affect our hearts and our minds that our hands and our feet, our eyes and our ears and our lips will proclaim your glory and give thanks and will serve thee as bond slaves for every hour that we have left in this world. Heavenly Father, we know that death is clutching at each of us in this hour. It is dragging us down into the ground where our bodies soon will be if the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't come to intervene. Heavenly Father, we know that we are decaying and we are corruptible and corrupting in this hour. But we thank Thee for the hope of everlasting life. We thank Thee for the gift of life. We thank Thee that there is power in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we might mock the grave and mock death because it no longer has any hold over us. The worst that can happen to our bodies now is that they go to sleep in Jesus and wait for the resurrection of the dead. We thank Thee for the gift of everlasting life. The world knows nothing of it. All their advances have proved not a thing. The longevity of human existence hasn't changed in 4,000 years. We bless and we praise Thee that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and that we shall spend eternity in heaven, not as Your slaves, but as Your sons, not with You as a judge, but with You as our Father. We bless and praise Thee and thank Thee. Heavenly Father, if our hearts are dull this morning, our spirits slow, our minds distracted, Quicken us according to thy word. Heavenly Father, resurrect us. Awake us from our sleep that we might arise from the dead and give us light through Jesus Christ. Let us rejoice in this privilege that we have this day. We may never pass this way again. While we have it, let us use it. And Heavenly Father, empower us that our use of it will be pleasing in thy sight and will benefit all those around us. Let us with one heart and one mind and one voice lift up thy praise in this assembly that your name might be honored and glorified in the earth and that you might take delight in us. And what we pray for us, we pray for all those that are gathered together in sincerity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in other places. Our Father, forgive us our sins. Receive our thanksgiving for every good thing you have given. Know that we love thee and adore thee, and thou art marvelous and infinitely great in all thy ways, in all thy person. We love thy character. We love every trait we can read about, 
in thy word. There is none to be compared unto thee. We bless thee and praise thee for giving us existence that we might know thee. Let us now return as much as we are able in this hour in the way of praise and worship to thy holy name. It's in Jesus' name and by his sacrifice for us and by our justification in him that we commit ourselves in this assembly to thee. Amen. Amen.